uh, been in a series now called Show and Tell. And the idea is just that, to uh, help uh, we, we Christian folks become those people who, uh, who show our faith, who tell our faith. And uh, so last week, hopefully, uh, you got kind of the, the groundwork of the passion, right? The, the, just the passion that God has to, to reach people. And that passion is a constant passion. And that it's expressed uh, in, in our lives. Well, today, we take the next step. We go from, from understanding the, the, the passion that God has to taking that passion and trying to figure out now, now how does this work? How does this fit into our everyday life? And what are the connections that need to happen so that we can speak that word of truth into other people's lives? Now, this is the place that we start getting uncomfortable. Having the passion is one thing, right? But taking that passion and moving it into expression uh, is, is another thing. A lot of us would like to have the experience that I'm, I'm going to show you here on the clip. So why, why don't you watch the screen for a minute and uh, enjoy a clip. So if you died today, do you know where you'd go? After that. I mean the afterlife. Guess not. Well, the Bible says that all men have fallen shorts, but you can still be saved if you burn up your wicked sleighs. Turn from your wicked ways, you idiot. You're an idiot. You just called him an idiot. You're not an idiot. Jesus loves you. But if you fuss with your spouse no, and commit to pop tarts, believe in your heart. Look, tell him all his sins will be forgiven. Your sins will be forgiven. A bird's poop in my coffee, dog. Could you forgive me of my sins? Can you believe that? No way. Also, a, a pelican. Uh, I thought no sin was so bad that he can't forgive. That's filled up my mind. That's a big load of poop. Now you can share the gospel without the inconvenient hassle of actually learning it yourself. Hello, Joe. Anybody want to buy it? Yeah, I mean, you know, wouldn't it be nice if it worked that way? Wouldn't it be just kind of easy if you just, you know, walk around with, you know, this kind of plug in your ear and, and, you know, God would just, you know, speak to you and give you every single word you're supposed to say and, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about how you act or anything like that. And you know, what? the challenge for us today, you know, in these, this series, we're, we're talking in today. So if, if you're, you know, if you're not a Christian yet, uh, if you're you know, inquiring about the faith, uh, you know, stick around afterwards and, and we'll, we'll share that with you. But this series is talking to folks who are Christ followers already and understanding the passion God has to reach people and understanding that we're the vehicle that he uses. So today what I want to do is, is try to give you some, some connection kinds of principles for us to, to, to grab hold of so we can become those kind of people who really step out and make that witness and without having a, you know, a helmet and, you know, somebody on the side telling us what to say, but just how can we simply become people who, who speak the truth? To do that, I want to take you to an experience in the book of Acts where Philip, you know, follower of Christ, Philip, becomes a witness for Christ and just unpack the experience that Philip has, because his experience should be our experience. As we witness the 
Well, one of the things we need to start with, though, is, is again, renewing an awareness. Remember, we ended last week saying you need to ask. You remember that, right? So all week, I hope, you've been praying and asking to, to God, have God give you the opportunity to start connecting with somebody and, and make a witness. What i got to warn you, when you ask, you know what you do? When you start asking, if you start asking for God to start working in that way, He's going to do that. The basic understanding we start with today is to know that God is a God who prepares moments of opportunity. He's a God who prepares those moments of opportunity for us to enter into and give witness to Jesus in somebody else's life. Let's look how it happens for, for Philip. It comes from the book of Acts in, in the 8th chapter. It goes like this. Uh, the large angel said to Philip, Go south along the desert road that leads from Jerusalem to Galilee. So Philip left. An important Ethiopian official happened to be going along that road in his chariot. He was the chief treasurer from, for Candace, the queen of Ethiopia. The official had gone to Jerusalem to worship and was now on his way. He was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of the prophet Isaiah. The spirit told Philip to catch up with the church. Let's stop it. So what's going on? Well, one thing you need to know is Philip, Philip is actively involved and busy in his ministry in Samaria. Not long after the church, you know, got a foothold in Jerusalem and, and was getting converts, persecution came on the church in Jerusalem. And because of that persecution, many Christians were forced to go to other places. Philip is one of those Christians. Philip was one who was forced out of Jerusalem, and so he went to Samaria up here. And the book of Acts tells us he went up into Samaria and he started witnessing Christ and building churches and, you know, establishing communities of faith up there. Philip was doing a great job up in Samaria. But then all of a sudden, God comes along one day and says, Now, Philip, I have created a moment of opportunity for you. And here's what you need to do. You need to go back to Jerusalem. Not only do you need to go back to Jerusalem, I want you to go through Jerusalem and out the south south end of Jerusalem, and I want you to take the Gaza Road. Now, look what's happening there. God is taking Philip, who's doing his thing up here in Samaria, and he's creating an opportunity for him down here in Jerusalem on the Gaza Road. What's the learning thing? You have to understand, when you ask, God is going to create those moments. Those moments won't always come in the way you would anticipate them. When God puts that word on you that says there's somebody that you need to speak to, it may not be in the place or the time or even the person that you expect. You see, God is the one who's creating the moments. He's creating the moments. And God knows for this moment, for this Ethiopian person, there is the right person that needs to speak into his life. And that person is Philip. It doesn't matter where Philip is. It doesn't matter what Philip is doing. God knows what the Ethiopian needs. And so he is going to use Philip to speak into his life. 
And no matter what Philip's doing, there is a God moment that's being prepared for him. When God works and he creates and prepares these moments, it's not always in the place or with the person that you might anticipate. Now, now the Ethiopian was there and he'd been to Jerusalem and he was worshiping God, the text says. And we go back into the Old Testament, back to the time of Solomon, and we see a connection there where it says the Queen of Sheba came and consulted with Solomon for his wisdom. You remember Solomon, right? He was well known for being the wisest of the wise. So the Queen of Sheba comes and she spends time in Jerusalem and getting all of her questions answered by wise Solomon. And then eventually she goes back. But that experience established an awareness of God in that community in Ethiopia. So now this Ethiopian comes back following that same path and is open to and wondering about who is this God. And so he's gone to Jerusalem. Now, do you suppose Philip got up that day and said, well, you know, I am up here in Samaria and, uh, geez, I, I hope I get to go to Jerusalem and meet an Ethiopian. I mean, I doubt it, right? He just got up for the day. And yet in the middle of that day, in the middle of whatever he was doing in Samaria, God had already prepared the moment and the person for Philip to interact with. And there's three great words in, in, this, in this text. It's in verse uh, 27. There's three great words. I know it's a slide back, but it's in verse 27. Three little words. After God came to Philip, it says, So Philip left. What did he do? He left. He just left. Why? Because Philip understood God was preparing a moment of opportunity. God was preparing a moment of opportunity. You see, we have to always be sensitive. When we take this step of understanding God's passion and start applying it, it means we have to be sensitive in our lives to those opportunities that God's creating. Be sensitive to the experience and be ready when the experience comes. If you go into uh, to 1 Peter 3, uh, 1 Peter 3 says, Honor Christ and let Him be the Lord of your life. Now notice the next few words. What does it say? Say it with me. Always be ready. You see that? Always be ready. Philip was ready. He got up that day and he was ready for the moment that God was creating. See, when God is creating those moments, he's not only working in your life and saying, are you ready? But he's already worked in the life of the person that you're going to interact with. That Ethiopian person was absolutely ready for the experience of Philip to enter in. We'll see it as we walk through the text. Everything is prepared for that moment to happen. And all it took was Philip ready to do just those three little words. So Philip left. He just left because he understood God had prepared this opportunity and he was always ready, always ready. As we look at ourselves, the challenge of the text is for us to always be conscious and be ready looking for, sensitive to 
that opportunity. That when God gives us this, that nudge, when, when God gives us that voice that's saying, you know, you need to say something, when, when God gives us that little push that says, look, here's an opportunity, that we're ready. We're ready and we step into those opportunities because God is a God who prepares the opportunity. Okay, Philip does it. Philip steps into the opportunity. But now look what Philip does when he steps into the opportunity. The first thing he does is he discovers what the real-life connection is with this Ethiopian unit. Okay? First thing he does, it's in the text. It goes like this. Philip ran up close and heard the man reading aloud from the book of Isaiah. Philip asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? The official answered, How can I understand unless someone helps me? He then invited Philip to come up and sit beside him. What is the first thing Philip does after he runs up and gets close to this Ethiopian? He listens. You see that? First thing he did. He runs up to the Ethiopian. He gets close in proximity. And then he just takes the time to listen to what's going on in the chariot. What is going on in this Ethiopian? You see, it's tempting for us to get the passion. You know, and here the preachers say, man, you got to get out there and get a witness for Jesus, you know. And, and so you get all the passion and, and then you just go to work the next day or you go to your coffee clutch or you go wherever you go the next day. And, and you walk in and you find that person you say, man, i got to tell you about Jesus. And you just dump the load. That's not what Philip did. Philip ran up. He got close to that person. And he took the time to listen. And he listened for what's the connection. What is the connection? You see, God is the one who has brought you, you in particular, into this moment of opportunity. And you have to figure out, okay, what's the connection that makes me the person that can speak into this person's life? What, what is that, that connection where our lives are intersecting here beyond just time and space? What is the experience going on here in their life? that is relative to mine and I can speak into. Last week, uh, you watched a, a video with a bunch of people with cardboard. You remember? Did you see all those people and all the connections of where somebody at some point in time had to enter into their life and speak to it? You see, they all had their own story. They all had their own experience. They all had their own needs. They all had something going in and on in their life where somebody had to come alongside them and just listen. And as they listened, to find that connection where they could step in and begin to speak into their life. For Philip, it was getting there and just listening and understanding and say, oh, okay, he's reading Isaiah. I know that. I can speak to that. And he climbs into the chariot. Now, the next thing that happens, and this is one for us, is that when you make that connection with somebody, you listen to them and, and you start connecting with them and you figure out, okay, that's why it's me, okay, who's supposed to speak. You make that connection, but ultimately, as you talk with folks, as you begin to share your witness, you've got to make sure that your goal is to connect them with Jesus. Really clear. 
you got to get to that place where you connect them to Jesus. See, what happens for a lot of us, because we, we're, you know, we just we aren't good at it yet. We've got to get good at it. What happens with a lot of us is we, we, we come up, we run up, we get close to somebody, and, and we start connecting with somebody, and then we start, start to speak into their life, and then we back off, and we get nervous. And, and we question whether God can really use us or not. And so then what comes out of our mouth is something like, you know, I, I really feel for you, and, and you should come to my church. Now, that's a great thing to invite people to the church. I hope you're doing it all the time, especially with the new building. Awesome to invite people to church. But you can do more. Or it comes out like this. Well, you know, I'm really feeling for you. I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm connecting with you. But, you know, you should really talk to my pastor about this. No, God put you in that moment. Now, I'm happy to talk with them down the road. I'm happy to get involved in that. Absolutely, offer me in that way. But God put you in that moment. And he put you in that moment to speak and connect them to Jesus. Don't wait. Don't wait. You've got to remember, you have an incredible God. And this God has put his hand on your life and your heart and your mind and your soul. And this supernatural God can supply you with the right words. He can supply you with what you need to say to speak into that person's life. And all you have to speak is what you already know. All you have to do is speak to them about the Jesus that's already in your life. See, God is going to bring you into connection with somebody, and it's you He's bringing in. He's chosen you for this task. Because you already have the experiences with Jesus in your life that is going to connect into that person. Let's look at Philip again. It says, The man was reading the passage that said, He was led like a sheep on its way to be killed. He was silent as a lamb whose wool is being cut off. He did not say a word. He was treated like a nobody, and he did not receive a fair trial. How can he have children if his life is snatched away. The official said to Philip, Tell me, was the prophet talking about him, himself, or about someone else? Wow! How wide is the path God just opened up for Philip to step into and talk about Jesus? I mean, that whole text that the, 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 the Ethiopian is reading is talking about Jesus, right? That whole text. It's all talking about Jesus. God has already prepared the moment. He's already opened the door of opportunity, and the subject is right there. And the subject is Jesus. It's right there. See, remember, you don't know what God has been doing in this other person's life. You you don't know when you say how God has been working, how God has prepared the moment in their life. You just that God has put you in this place and prepared that moment. He has already worked in the mind and the heart and spirit of that person. So that all you have to do is say, look, let me just tell you what I know. Here's what happened in my life, and Jesus changed everything. It's that simple. It's that simple. You just share with them 
the Jesus that you know to be true and powerful in your own life. That's what Philip did. Did Verse, th- verse 35, it says, So Philip began at this, at this place in the Scriptures and explained the good news about who? You can say it. Jesus. Right? Where did Philip lead this guy? Philip spoke out of the good news in his own life and said, Wow, let me tell you how incredible Jesus is in my life. It all led to sharing the person, introducing this person, this Ethiopian, introducing him to the Jesus that Philip lived with every single day. You can do that. You can do that. Because God has prepared you for that. Jesus lives in your heart and your life, and He has given you everything you need. Now, as you're doing that, let me give you one practical thing. And, and, and Philip, this whole experience with Philip shows it. As you're introducing somebody with Jesus, as you're telling about Jesus working in your life, make sure you share with them a piece of the Bible. Now, did you notice with Philip and the Ethiopian? I mean, they were talking about Bible, right? Okay? What you need to do to be prepared and always ready is just memorize one verse of Scripture that means something to you, right? People hear me say this and they're right away, oh my gosh, now I've got to memorize all these Bible passages and I've got to memorize when I'm supposed to say that and when I'm supposed to say this and how that... No, you don't have to do that. All you need to do to be a great witness is just memorize one verse of the Bible that means something important to you and your relationship with Jesus. Okay? I mean, just don't memorize some random verse. Memorize one verse of the Bible, but make sure that verse is a verse that speaks about your relationship with Jesus. And when that moment comes, you're going to have not just the opportunity to introduce Jesus, but you're going to give them something alive and active. That's what the Bible says about itself. In Hebrews 4, it says this. What God has said isn't only alive and active. What is it? Alive and active. You see, it's not some stagnant word. You're not just quoting some book somewhere. You're quoting the living, active, working Word of God. So when you bring out that Bible and you put that into the conversation You just put the Holy Spirit into the midst of the conversation because the Holy Spirit is alive and active in those words. You've just added a third person into the conversation. And that person has the incredible power to speak to the deepest place in that other person's life. That's what it says. It says, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. His word can cut through our spirits and souls and through our joints and marrow until it discovers the desires and thoughts of our hearts. See, when you bring a verse out and you say, look, this verse really means a lot to me. This is, it just speaks to me in this way. And you share that. You just brought the Holy Spirit into the conversation in a way that the Holy Spirit can take that word and drive it to the deepest place in their life. Philip shared the scripture with the Ethiopian. And it spoke to the deepest place in this guy's life. 
That's the way it works. And when that happens, then the next step becomes natural. And that is you begin to connect them to the church. Now, you, you say, oh, wait a minute. Where in the world, Pastor, do you see in the text that, that Philip connected this guy, this Ethiopian, to, to the church? Well, it, it comes next. It says, as they were going along the road, they came to a place where there was some water. Now, by the way, do you notice how God is involved in this? What are the probabilities, apart from God's activity, that Philip is going to run up, get into this guy's chariot, share the word with them, and when the whole experience is done and the word is spoken to the deepest place in this guy's life and heart, they look over and there's water on the road. I mean, you think Philip got up that day and he got out kind of the map of the road from Jerusalem to Gaza and he said, okay, let's see, if I meet the guy right here and I take, you know, about 15 minutes to spread the word with him and, and share the Bible with him, in 15 minutes we'll be up to that pond. I don't think it worked that way, do you? Absolutely not. Who was working? Who, who managed this whole moment? God? Do you see how incredible God is? This whole thing transpires and they get to this place after Philip has spoken with the word to the deepest place in this guy's life and they look over and there is water. How cool is that? And the Ethiopian sees the water and the official says, look, here's some water. Why can't I be baptized? And he ordered the chariot to stop. They both went down into the water and Philip baptized him. See, when you, when you share this and you start speaking and you connect and you share the word, it starts working in their life, you need to be conscious of connecting them to the church. That means bringing other people into their life. You see, after you've shared this with them, try to, try to work in such a way so that you can begin to introduce them not only to Jesus, but you can begin to introduce them to other Christians. Get some other influences in their life. Get some other strong Christians in their life who can make their own connection, who can make that own point of entry into their life, who can bring another word into their life, who can, can introduce them again to Jesus in a new way. You need to connect them into the church so they get surrounded by that multiple opportunity of hearing that good news over and over and over again. When we share the good news, it's not like a light switch. You know, in this case, in Philip's case, man, it happened like that. But it doesn't always happen like that. It may take several times before they come to truly understand how incredible God is, how great Christ is in their life. Uh, for uh, Philip and the eunuch, uh, it, it happened. It says in verse 39, After they had come out of the water, the Lord's Spirit took Philip away, and the official never saw him again. But he was very happy, and he went on his way. That's an understatement. He went on his way. Tradition tells us that this Ethiopian went back to his homeland and he started a new church for Christ. And that church became so influential in his community that tradition has it, the queen's mother became a Christian. How great is that? You see, when you, when you take that step and you make those connections, you never know what God's going to do with it. But it won't happen unless Philip left, unless you're ready to just say, yes, God, I'm going to step into it. I'm going to make the connection. I'm going to listen. 
and I'm going to I'm going to share what I know about Jesus. I'm going to share how how He's worked in my life, even in one simple verse of Scripture. And then I'm going to look to bring other Christians and surround them. And here's the last thing: the thing is, all of that happens. For Philip, it happened in in one experience. But look what happens next to Philip. He keeps connecting into tomorrow. It says, Philip later appeared in Azotus. He went from town to town, all the way to Caesarea, telling people about Jesus. What did Philip do the next day? Told some more people. It's not a one-time moment, not a one-time experience. You see, remember the Scripture said, always be ready. That God is always going to be working to create the opportunity for you in your life. There may, he's just always, there's always a tomorrow. And that tomorrow is always going to have another opportunity for you to tell somebody about Jesus. But remember, it all goes back to Philip's willingness to just listen to God, to get that passion, and to say yes. And he just left and he went. Your God is so amazing. He has prepared these moments for you. Moments for you to connect, listen, connect, share Jesus, share a verse of Scripture, and let the Holy Spirit work in somebody else's life. Get the passion, make it simple, and begin listening and looking for the opportunities to connect. Let's pray.